Good afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us today. Um, we're sh I hope you're all well fed, maybe caffeinated a little bit, and um, ready for the next panel, which is um, Community Life here at Harvard Divinity School. Um, I know this is one of the most important aspects of what many students want to know um, about figuring out whether or not HDS is a good fit for them. And so we are so thrilled that Steph Gauchel is here to help us um, learn more about it. Awesome. So take it away. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Steph Gauchel. I'm the Assistant Dean for Student Affairs here at the Divinity School. I'm part of the Office of Student Life with Katie Caponera. Um, we both really are available to support students throughout their time here. Um, I provide a lot of one-on-one -on -one support for students with any academic personal medical difficulty. Um, Katie is the go-to person on everything student org related. Um, I'm excited we have a panel of students who are gonna get to hear about their experiences directly. I'll just say overall, we, have, we tend to have around 40 plus student groups that are available for students once they're here on campus. Because we're also a small school, it's also really easy to start your own student organization if you have interests um, that you wanna pursue but you don't see a group here. You literally only need two people to start a group once you're on campus. And of course, beyond HDS, you also have access to all that Harvard has to offer to student groups, programs, whatnot. So it's a very vibrant campus and community uh, overall. Um, so like I said, we have four panelists with us to today here. Um, these are just four of the many stories of students' experiences here today. Um, I'm gonna introduce each person, and then I have four questions that I'm gonna ask them to respond to, to give you a sense of their experiences while they've been here. Uh, and then we will have time at the end for questions. And I think because we're a little bit smaller with everyone at classes and different things, hopefully we can make this a little bit more conversational and you know we can get everyone's questions and everyone involved in the conversation. So I'm just gonna go down the list. Uh, first we have Nahito Murara. <laughs> Nahito is a first year PhD, PhD student in the Committee on the Study of Religion. Born in Japan, Nahito moved to the United States, Honolulu, Hawaii, when he was eight years old. He attended Pomona College and joined Teach for America in 2011, working as a special education and math teacher in Hawaii for two years. Nahito came to Harvard Divinity School in 2014 and graduated from the MDiv program in May 2018. Next, we have Jared Bachelor Hamilton. Jared is a second year MTS student with a concentration in history of Christianity, though he's toying with becoming an MDiv. Um, <laughs> he is from Raleigh, North Carolina and studied English and art history at UNC Charlotte. Jared is involved in a variety of ways on campus. He's the president of Harambe, students of Af African descent, a member of Noon Service Committee, academic chairs on the HDS Student Association, and a graduate assistant in the Office of Admissions. Next, we have Samantha Melton-Hill. Sam is currently a third year MDiv and in the ordination process with the Lutheran Church. Though originally from St. Louis, during her time here at HDS, Sam has served as a vicar at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church and is currently a chaplain intern at MCI Framingham. She currently serves in a variety of roles at HDS and is the spirituality chair on the HDS Student Association and a member of the Noon Service Steering Committee and Queer Rights. She is also currently a junior fellow in the Science, Religion, and Culture program. This past summer, she completed a unit of clinical pastoral education in Anchorage, Alaska, and she currently li lives in Somerville with her wife and their adorable dog. 
And then finally we have Zachary Davis. Zach is an MTF student studying the theological origins of modernity. He is also the host and executive producer of Ministry of Ideas and a producer of Harvard X. Um, so thank you all for being with us today. Uh, so I was hoping if you wouldn't mind, um, we, don't, we can go down the line, whoever feels inspired, if you could just tell us a little bit about your journey getting to HDS. So I grew up Mormon, um, and Mormons don't go to divinity schools. Um, we don't even really know what they are, except that that's where people go to become atheists. Um, and so when I moved to Cambridge and started working um, at this organization called Harvard X, we, um, my first assignment was to create an online course for Professor Laura Nasrallah, who was here at the divinity school. And uh, we worked together on a course on the letters of Paul. Um, and when she told me about what she does at the Divinity School, it just sounded amazing. And I started spending time with her and then her graduate students. And then I started working with another professor, uh, Diane Moore, um, who was you know, even closer to my own interests. And it was just incredible. And I said, wow, like, I really want to be spending time um, over here at the Divinity School. And so... Um, I decided to apply. Um, my parents still don't talk to me. No, that's not true. They do. Um, but um, essentially, what I what I realize is that Divinity School is a place um, to study religion broadly defined, and there's a lot of ways to study religion. Um, religion encompasses a lot of things, and one of the most powerful things about the Divinity School here is that our faculty are so diverse. They have so many different specialties and expertises. Like no matter what you're interested in, you'll probably find an amazing mentor. Um, and so for me, that has looked like a lot of philosophy and a lot of history. Um, I've been able to take classes in the yard. Um, and that's how I ended up here. Thank you. Um, so like Steph said, I'm Lutheran. And so a big part of me finding my way to HGS was thinking differently about um, if I wanted to go to a traditional Lutheran seminary or divinity school. Um, ultimately decided Divinity School was a better fit for me for a lot of the same reasons Zach had said. I was looking for a place that uh, was thinking about ministry differently, that wasn't um, just preparing me to do parish ministry and was wanting me to really find what, um, what it was I was good at and what it was I was interested in and kind of fit that together for ministry. Um, so I'm now naturally preparing for parish ministry and um, we'll be doing that next year, but I was really afforded a lot of opportunity here at HDS to sort of explore and figure out that that was really what I wanted to do and not what uh, the Lutherans just wanted me to do. And so um, I, I kind of knew that I, I wanted to do Lutheran ministry but wasn't sure also if I wanted to do PhD work. And so uh, HDS was a really good place for me to spend some time figuring that out and figuring out what, what kind of ministry I wanted to do. <clears throat> Um, so I uh, grew up in a very religious household, and uh, during undergrad, I vowed that I would never take a religious studies course. Um, but then my senior year, I happened to wander in uh, medieval and Reformation Christianity um, by an HDS alum. She was taught um, by Joanne Robinson, and um, it was like life changing. And I had that like awe moment of did I major in the wrong thing in undergrad um, coming up senior year, um, and so. Um, 
I decided to take a gap year because I was conflicted between do I do English or do I do religious studies? Um, and in that, that year, um, I happened to find out about HDS um, and I was in the 2016 Diversity and Explorations Program and that was just, um, it, was, it was even more transformative and um, uh, just more than just information. It was uh, a place that I, could, I really saw myself at. Um, and so yeah, that's how I got here. Hello everyone. Um, so like Jared, actually, I um, grew up in a religious family, but I didn't study it in undergrad at Pomona College I was doing. Uh, I majored in international relations and studied economics, and my final semester uh, of, of my time there, I took a class called The Experience of God, um, taught by Professor Jerry Irish, and there I was exposed to liberation theology, feminist, to womanist, uh, process theology for the first time, and it sort of spoke to uh, a dimension that I guess of, of just studying in general that I hadn't encountered maybe in other classes as much about sort of questions about why and purpose and values and all of that. And so anyways, I, I, I found that at the end of my time in undergrad. And uh, I taught for a couple of years um, in Hawaii. I was a part of the Teach for America program. But I had that kind of um, desire to check out this whole notion of divinity school. And so that's how I ended up here. And, um, and, and I ha I've been really new to the study of religion entering HDS, uh, and, and now I'm starting the PhD program, so I'm kind of in it for the long haul. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all very much. Uh, all right, so the next question, what were your expectations of HDS community and have they been realized? Well, um, I, I came and um, I was really here more to be a scholar. Um, I kind of thought I would just come to classes and go to the library. Um, but it turns out the community is the best part of this place, um, and you're, you know, you can read books at home. But what you can't do is, is commune, converse, connect, and grow. And I mean, when I when I think about the best moments here, it's been a classmate or a or a professor who inspires me through their example, through their words, through their love, um, and so. Uh, I've slowly become more and more embedded in various communities. And HDS um, has an incredible community and student life team. Um, in the back is Katie Caponera, who you should all <laughs> learn her name, <laughs> say hello, um, because she supports any kind of community building and student, um, student groups that you want to do on campus. Um, and it turns out, like for example, if you have a speaker that you really like, that lives, you know, in, in New York, you can get funding, easy, um, to bring them up, have them speak, get wine and cheese, and suddenly you look like a superstar. You know, it's really cool. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities here. All you have to do is um, is ask, and um, the, the staff here will be so supportive. Um, and there there really are groups for any interest, um, and um, you know, it's really it's really a special place for a community. Yeah, um, I think I also did a, the DivX program as well. Was I in your? In 2015. 2015. And um, so I think my perception of HDS was greatly shaped by that program and came in, I think, from my first year looking for a community and being really intentional about finding community. And I think 
Uh, one thing that I've realized throughout the year as years as well is that my classmates tend to be um, sort of what I was looking for all along. While professors obviously are great, are great along with classes, um, I think I've learned more from my classmates than I have them. And I think um, something really learned from them is to remember that, that life exists outside of HDS and that it's okay to not spend all of your time on campus, um, that getting involved with the Boston, greater Boston area is important as well. And I've learned a ton from my experience outside of this community, but all of that experience was from relationships that started here. Um, and so I think the other sort of expectation I had as HDS, I don't think I even realized until this year. Uh, I think being a first year college or first year first generation college student, along with never really going to a private school before, um, it took me a really long time to realize the kind of resources that are available here. Um, and just like Zach said, the um, the the amount of funding and resources that are available to you, uh, whatever you can dream up, you can probably make it happen. And I think coming from sort of my own background, I didn't realize that. And now I uh, wish I would have come in with that expectation that I can actually do whatever I want while I'm here. And um, so yeah, I think those are my, my two things that life exists out of HGS and expect to be able to do everything when you come in. Just one, one other quick uh, note is that it can be very intimidating coming to Harvard, mm -hmm. um, and it can be very lonely to be a grad student. Um, and community groups and student groups help with both of those things because you very quickly realize in student groups, everybody's scared, everybody's anxious, everybody's struggling to some degree. Um, and also like having those friendships and like the, you know, the non-Harvard life mm -hmm. keeps everything in perspective and you don't realize like this little bubble is you know, just a bubble. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, um, expectations. Uh, so one of the main reasons I chose HDS over other divinity uh, schools, excuse me, um, I have been surrounded by Christians my entire life uh, growing up in the South, and I wanted to find a community um, of people who believed differently than me, who saw the world differently than me, who practiced and their, some of their values were even different. Um, and so when I had came for the diversity and explorations um, program, I, I didn't just you know, meet Christians um, that were from my background. Um, I met people of all faiths um, and traditions and people who um, didn't consider themselves religious but spiritual and some people who didn't consider themselves even spiritual. They were just here for academic reasons um, and uh, that was, uh, very, there was very life changing for me as well to realize that there was a world um, in this small a bubble here of a little over 300 students, um, just so much pluralism. Um, and so that has definitely been fully realized for me in my classes, outside of my classes, um, when I'm grabbing coffee or brunch with someone. Um, so yeah, that's definitely been realized for me. So, um so I, I was new to the study of religion, and I I, I had I chose HDS um, over other schools for the diversity and um, sort of the different uh, religious traditions that are represented here. I th I think um, just growing up in a non-Christian household, um, I and but being introduced to the study of religion through Christian theology mainly. Um, I was curious about you know wanted to still continue learning about the sort of the theologies I was. 
uh, exposed to, but also to learn about other traditions, including my own, but also others that I'm not familiar with. Um, and then one of the things I learned quickly here is the idea of not just learning about uh, various religious traditions, but also learning from those traditions and this idea of the humanities being uh, the discipline transformation of the knower, uh, which is something I learned from Professor Charles Hallisey, so I uh, recommend taking a class from him. Uh, and um, let's see. So. So I really didn't know what to expect, I think, in a lot of ways. And so I was exposed to different opportunities and um, kind of learned the field a little bit more about, you know, what's, what's like, who's working on theology, who's doing more religious studies, what are the relationship between those two, and what's ethnography, uh, which is what I'm working on right now. So I think the, I think one of the words that you hear a lot around here is discernment. Mm -hmm. And so definitely uh, went through that process and then decided to pursue study of religion further. Thank you. Uh, all right, so our next question, how have you contributed to and engaged in community at HDS? Um, so the main way that I've engaged in community building is through this little podcast project that I started called Ministry of Ideas. And it's been great because um, the most fun thing in life to me is, is collaborating on some kind of project. And so um, we, uh, me and some other students um, would develop episode ideas, we'd interview professors, uh, we'd write scripts, we'd edit them and publish them. And um, it was a lot of fun, a whole lot of fun. Um, so we also would do live events. We'd have live conversations, what I mentioned. You can bring people in and, and kind of have a, a conversation with them. Um, and, um, and then we've also, I've also participated in groups like HDS Socialists um, and, um, and others where um, sometimes you lead, sometimes you follow, sometimes you, you, know, you contribute in a, in, a, in a variety of ways. Um, and then I would just say like also even in non-formal community ways, um, you know, if you notice somebody obviously eating alone or who's looking stressed, um, I think there's a spirit of generosity here that um, represents a, a lot of the values that we, we also study. Yeah, I think one of the ways um, I've been involved with community other than community uh, student groups and things, I think uh, I've become really connected with more particularly the queer Christian community that's here. Um, and there seems to be a, a strong queer community here and especially those of us seeking ordination. And so that's been something that's been really helpful for me in being connected with those people through uh, like Tuesday morning Eucharist we have or noon service or whatever it might be, community tea even. That I think has been most fruitful for me and just getting to meet people I might not meet in class uh, or might be in different years and getting to hear them preach um, or getting to hear them lead in their own ways has been um, something that's been really helpful for me. And I think uh, something we don't often do here at HGS is share our kind of our own scholarship with, with each other. And so it's been really fun to learn about what other people are writing um, and getting to read their writing. And I always uh, find it exciting when somebody actually wants to read this paper I wrote for class and try to read friends as well. And so I would encourage you to, to always ask what your, your student, fellow students are also studying. Um, another way I've sort of academically been involved is uh, 
obviously through the, the HDS Lutherans, I should say as well, but um, academically have been involved in the science, religion, and culture program and in their working groups. Uh, they have a variety of working groups you can join even if you're not a fellow. And I have found that to be really helpful in developing my own academic interests in that um, I think not having a class setting makes uh, takes some of that pressure off and allows you to have maybe a little bit more uh, honest and uh, vulnerable conversations with some of your classmates. And so I have found I've definitely found those working groups to be really um, really helpful. Um, so I would say I mean I'm involved in a lot of or, uh, student orgs here. Um, <laughs> um, so that's definitely one way um, that I guess I've contributed or engaged in community. Um, but I would say it's the way I find community here is something that's not always related to class. <laughs> um, in fact, most of the times it's when I'm meeting with classmates um, or friends of classmates and we're talking about something other than our research. Um, and, you know, because sometimes I feel like here at Harvard, we sometimes can become what we're studying. Uh, bless you. Um, we can become what we're studying sometimes. Um, and so it's really nice to sort of just grab coffee with someone and to sit and talk. Um, or when you're sitting alone at the Rock Cafe and suddenly like a group of people comes in and they're like, oh, can I sit with you? And, and suddenly you're having this very dynamic conversation that may have nothing to do with any of the readings that were assigned. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that kind of, um, just kind of engagement is something that I wasn't necessarily expecting when you, you, know, you hear Harvard or you're coming to Harvard and that's something that I've, I've gotten and I contributed to as well. Yeah. Um, I wanted to add too, a lot of the student groups uh, have their own um, like socials or meetings. So like the HDS socialists often host uh, fundraising parties or things. Um, but also I find often that like the HDS Lutherans will host like Theology on Tap or something. Um, but I would say that most of us jump around from community groups and find ourselves um, having weekly lunches with like, I find myself with the Presbyterians or you use quite often. Um, and so there's definitely a lot of like jumping around from community groups and sharing of um, communities. And so I would encourage you to get involved with um, as many as you can. And uh, I find that social time also to be, be the most helpful. Mm. So um, I live across the street at the CSWR, the Center for the Study of World Religions, and I think they have an info yeah, session probably so. later today so that you could go to that if you're interested. Um, there, that's an immediate community by sort of living together uh, in the same space. And I'm also keenly aware of all the events on campus re with free food. So <laughs> I'm usually there, so you know, uh, and I think food is helpful in building communities. So I definitely go to those events. Uh, community tea on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. I'm almost always there, it's like part of my schedule. Um, and I also came here, uh, this is already four years ago, but I came here uh, with the, uh, to do the summer language program, so the SLP, uh, to study German. And that was great because it was a time during the summer I got to start studying, but also um, meet people, make friends. And also I think one other thing that I, I, I want to mention is I, I got to know the staff. Uh, who are at HDS, um, and you know, including many people here. And so I think, uh, and now I know these people for over four years now, and I think, um, because there's always, the staff members, many of them have um, 
you know, often a longer time commitment to HDS just by virtue of, you know, the master's program having two, three years, uh, or, you know, if you stay up for the PhD, you stay longer. But I think building relationships with staff members have been a really helpful, um, you know, kind of, I, I find that really valuable, and it, that's been something that I want to just mention here. Can I add yeah, one yeah. thing? Um, so I know uh, as prospective graduate students um, who are, I mean, you're in this panel, so you're all also thinking about um, how am I going to fit into this community? Um, I think one of the questions that I remember when I was sitting in your seats two years ago was how do, how, what am I gonna contribute um, here? And I don't know, I was very, like I sat and I was like, I'm gonna be intentional about like, I'm gonna be with these people and blah, blah, blah. And that didn't necessarily always happen that like, I don't know, it just, community just sort of was contributed in this way. And suddenly I found myself um, sitting with certain students more than often or, you know, I, I don't, so I would say, I'm sure you hear the word a lot here um, during this time, like be intentional about what you're, you know, doing here. Um, but sometimes when it comes to community, you don't necessarily always have to be intentional. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, please. Um, and also, there's also the wider Harvard community. Yeah. So, um, uh, for example, my area is in Japanese religion, so I tend to have also friends at the East Asian Language and Civilization Department. And so, I think you can, you know, can, I, for me, I started at HDS and then sort of also branching out at the same time to different areas of Harvard that I, I at first, I had no idea where's, you know, what's where, and uh, but you find out gradually over time. Awesome. Thank you. And then, oh, oh yeah. What about uh, connection to communities outside of campus? Awesome. Go ahead. There is nothing outside of campus. <laughs> 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 I don't know how to follow that. Um. Well, I mean, I think a lot of us like go to a church outside of campus. Like, I go to my LDS um, congregation uh, in Kendall Square. Um, I have, you know. I'm a little different because I, I lived here before, so I had friends um, pre-existing, but like there are groups, um, there are some really wonderful like homeless coalition groups that you can participate in. I did one over the summer, which is just amazing. Um, that's at the Lutheran Church here. Um, so there's a, lot, there's a lot of ways to get involved in volunteer opportunities locally um, in Cambridge. Um, and probably anything you're interested in, obviously Boston has those communities you can look for. Yeah, I think um, for me, field ed was, I think, how I found myself connected to Boston um, at large. And I also have a partner here, and so that also helped as well. She works downtown. And, um, but I think field ed was really helpful in connecting me to people who are interested in the same thing I was, but um, not doing it at HDS. And also through my faith community, I think, uh, have found I found that particularly wonderful for me. And there tends to be a pretty small... Uh, and very supportive, connected Lutheran community in Boston. And so that's been really helpful for me. Um, and I think also working uh, off of campus can be really helpful, or at least outside of HDS. Um, I would really encourage you to look for jobs outside of HDS, not because HDS isn't great, but because I think you'll meet different people. Um, even across Harvard, I work at the Cabot Science Library right now in the media studios, and meeting undergrads, graduate students that are doing things that are, are much more than I could have ever imagined. Um, I also worked at um, one of the homeless shelters over um, the past two years, actually, and found that to be just an incredible place to meet people and um, kind of also do what I was studying here. Um, so I think those are the ways I've, I've sort of found that. 
Um, so I know say I know the previous question I said don't be intentional, but this this part you're gonna have to be a little intentional about because <laughs> um, um, when I came here I didn't know I mean I knew a good number of people because of DivX, but it's not like I had community, so to speak. Um, and so that that meant I had to sort of branch out and go to an event at the Kennedy School, even though I didn't know anyone there. Or um, sometimes I might have to go sit at a bar alone <laughs> and hope that someone will like, oh, how are you? You know, um, like I had to be actually intentional about um, finding a life outside of HDS and outside of just my HDS colleagues. And I, I think the the question about side campus probably depends on with you know what groups you have affinity to, whether that be like a religious community or, uh, for me, um, for example, I had some friends that you know are from Hawaii or from Japan or some, some kind of a shared experience that you know makes it easy to bond. But um, but I think it's also like how much you go out and look for those communities. I think it's you know it's easier to stay in the Harvard Cambridge bubble, but it's also easy to pretty to make it a point to I think get out of it too. So. Awesome, thank you. All right, and our final question uh, is, what have you found challenging and or rewarding about community at HDS? I would say the ch most challenging thing is learning that your worldview isn't complete. And I came here as, I'd say a relatively comfortable but naive you know, privileged white male, in other words. And I remember there was a, in my first class, I think I said some things that, you know, they weren't cruel, but they were just kind of dumb, a little bit naive, a little bit insensitive. And I had to, I had to change, I had to learn. And there was like that sense of, you know, you no longer, um, you have to really think carefully about um, other people and other commitments. Um, and that's been, you know, challenging and really rewarding. Um, how could it not be to learn to be more thoughtful and to learn to be um, more in, in compassionate, encompassing in who you think of when you speak? Um, so I would say I've learned to see my own situatedness, which is a great divinity school word. Um, <laughs> And I think that's maybe the most important thing I'll have learned in this whole uh, graduate program. Yeah, I don't think I could have said that better. Um, I think for me, um, the challenging part was sort of uh, keeping myself grounded in what I actually wanted to do when I was done here. Um, I think this place can be really overwhelming. Harvard especially itself can be really overwhelming. And I think it took me a long time to realize what resources I had available. But more so, I, it took me a long time to realize that I did belong here and that I also had a place here and that my voice was also valued here. And I think um, realizing that everybody else around you is also having imposter syndrome is really hard to do when you're in the midst of it, but really important. And I think, um, I think that's always, for me, will always be something that's challenging in, in making sure that you, you know you're valued here and belong here. This community does care for you. Um, and yet at the same time is the most rewarding in talking with other students and learning I'm not the only one that feels this way. Um, this place is really overwhelming and um, 
I think also rewarding in the sense that those other students or friends also remind you that like it's okay to have fun sometimes too. That uh, one thing I was going to say, finding community outside of HGS, um, it's okay to like join a soccer team or go rock climbing or whatever you might do. Um, and finding friends that are sort of interested in just like normal activities as well is good. Um, and you can definitely have a normal life, uh, especially if you're, you're married or have a partner. And so um, for me, my family has kept me grounded while I'm here. And uh, I know for a lot of people that ends up being their friend group as well. So, yeah. um, so one of the challenges that I think I've, I have found is that we as students can become so enamored with our work and our essays and our research um, that we can forget that it's our community and it's our student body that informs that research and it informs um, the dialogues that we hope to have in the future. So I feel like that's, that's possibly been one of the challenges is you know when I'm scheduling an event for the president as the president of Harambe and you know I'm like, come on black student show up, you know? And you know, I know you're busy, but you know, so I think that that can be one of the, the, the challenges I have found. Um, one of the rewards is HDS has been extremely instrumental in um, showing me, uh, and when I say HDS, I mean the student body in particular, um, has been instrumental in showing me a community that's just outside of student orgs, um, that community happens in the most like unexpected ways and in the most unexpected times. So walking to class and someone stops you and talks to you for just a brief minute, or you know, you're rushing and you're late to class and you know, someone's sitting having coffee and they're like, oh, sit down with me. When you know you're late to class, you, you take a 10 minutes and you sit and you talk to them and in that moment, like community, you've engaged in it in some way. Um, and so that's definitely been one of the rewards is that it, it happens unex unexpectedly. So I grew up in Hawaii and it's cold here. <laughs> so um, anyway, so that's, uh, that's winter, but um, you know, I survived, so I, it's okay. And I'm also away from family, so I think loneliness came up a little bit, um, but I think um, just the sort of uh, way our time is spent, we often spend time reading a lot by ourselves. And so I think thinking about, um, you know, um, just I, obviously family, friends help a lot, and. Um, I've been kind of thinking about how do you sort of, um, you know, think about it as like solitude versus like loneliness or solitude that includes loneliness, but it's not just about lonely, being lonely, but also kind of make, making the best out of that sort of space that you maybe have during graduate school may, more, may not apply to you. But um, anyway, so that's one thing that I'm thinking about. And um, the other thing is just getting oriented to Harvard because it's such a wide, big university that I think it takes a while, so that's a challenge. Um, and, um, and also studying religion, I think uh, we, many of us end up studying things that are uh, maybe deeply connected to our identity, and so that can be um, an interesting experience to say the least. And, and often we end up in, it, it, we, you might end up in places where you are being critical of you know, the sort of maybe the religious community you grew up with or some other notions that you grew up with. And so entering that critical space and then how do you get emerge out of that in a, I don't know, post-critical or post-whatever frame. Um, and, and, and to be, and also to not take everything too seriously and to laugh about things. Uh, I think that's something that I find uh, 
you know, sort of the both challenging and rewarding aspect of the work we do here. Awesome, thank you all very much. So we'd love to open it up to questions of folks. Oh, we've got lots, why don't we start over here? Oh, sorry. Hi. Uh, Zach, I know you touched on this, but I'm curious to know how this program or this community has changed you as a person. Uh, to all of you, but I know Zach touched on how much you had to you know, grow when, when it came to him. Curious to know, personally, how you grew. Okay. Um, personally, how I grew. Um, uh, yikes. <laughs> um, so this is getting into the MDiv side of me. Um, um, uh, I came here for purely academic reasons. Um, that that was, I was like, I'm going to be a scholar, I'm going to do a PhD, that's, that's what it is. Um, and I have uh, refound God in a way, and that was something I was not expecting. And I would say that, like, I've grown spiritually. Um, which is like, I, didn't, I almost didn't want to grow spiritually, I wanted to grow academically. Um, and suddenly I've, I've found a way to find both. Yeah, yeah I think for me, uh, the, uh, my own sort of like life irony, I guess, is that uh, I very intentionally chose not to go to a Lutheran seminary. And I think being here at HGS has like made me very much more Lutheran than I could have imagined. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that a lot of that is because I spent, you know, we spend so much time investigating our own faith and our own beliefs and investigating what it is um, you maybe grew up with. Um, and so in an odd way, similarly, it's, it's made my faith grow much stronger. Part of that is probably also due to the work I've done in field ed um, and you know, doing um, clinical pastoral education, things like that. Um, that was something I didn't expect. Um, it's something I maybe still resist a little bit. Um, but I, I've encountered that in a way through, through people and mentors and supervisors that I didn't expect. Um, and it's definitely changed me and definitely, um, I think it's just made me a better human, but it's also made me a better, a better pastor as well. Anyone else? Okay, perfect. Uh, Amos Jackson III, um, DivX 2018. Um, this question is for Jared. Like, what does Harambe do and like its focus and like the type of program that you all do? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, Harambe uh, students for uh, students of African descent is just a student org um, with Black students. We host events every third Thursday of the month. Um, that means either going out to a bar and grabbing a drink and like complaining about all the work we have or um, having study breaks um, together. Uh, we are currently hosting the, or trying to host the third annual uh, Black Religion, Spirituality, and Culture Conference. Um, so that is really cool. We're just bringing in some um, black and brown scholars um, from different uh, institutions, um, uh, community organizations. Um, so yeah, that's kind of our, our main focus, um, yeah. For people to whom faith in whatever form is important, what do we find in terms of kind of spiritual support, spiritual formation, whatever you care to call it, depending on what your tradition is? So, oh, go. Okay. Um, so there's a, oh, I mean, 
I hope you'll add sound sure. to this. Um, so uh, we have, for for one thing, uh, the Office of Religious and Spiritual Life, and there are all kinds of uh, sort of commu- um, you know events and also recurring events where people have weekly uh, gatherings that are uh, you know based on a particular spiritual tradition, and you can also uh, start on your one of your own if you wish. Um, but I think I, I think it's both finding uh, space for that here at HDS and then also maybe in the greater Boston area as well. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I was going to add was um, a lot of faith traditions have their own denominational counselors here. And so um, you can look online or ask. I don't know. You can pretty much ask anybody. They'll be able to tell you. Um, but you can also stop by the Office of uh, Religious, Spiritual and Re- Religious and Spiritual Life, RSL, uh, in the front of Andover by the lobby there, um, and pop in and ask them. Um, I'm sure you've also seen Carrie Maloney around. Um, She's our chaplain. Um, If you haven't seen her, she has red hair. I don't think you'll miss her. Um, She's a very lovely human, and we'll definitely be able to point you in the right direction if you have something specific in mind. Um, Or maybe you don't see your faith tradition listed on the denominational counselors list. Um, She would be a great person to talk to about that and... Uh, find out like what exact resources are here for you and helpful for you. And, and if you are in, the, especially if you are in the MDiv program, I think you can intentionally, or I mean, you could do this as MTS too, either way, but you can intentionally choose classes that might speak to your particular, um, you know, area that you would like to grow in. And also for the MDiv senior paper, you could actually do a work that, uh, you know, you could write or you could do some kind of a project on um, so I, I think there's, there are ways to intentionally cater your, the program to your special um, sort of purposes. So I was really shocked when I realized just how queer the school was, and because I thought that it would kind of be like the environment I grew up where it would be like impossible to be queer and things like that. So the real question I have is, what like cute, um, queer people of color spaces exist, and do they exist um, in HDS, or in, would, we, would it be in the larger campus? That's a great question. <laughs> um, this is a very active conversation on campus. Um, with the renovation coming up, this has been something that's been really deeply talked about. Um, speaking as a white queer woman, I know I can't speak to that nearly as much as others can, so if anyone else wants to add to that, please do. Um, I know that a lot of people on campus are involved with the greater um, BLGTQ office uh, down in the uh, college, and so I know that a lot of people find community there for specifically for queer people of color, um, students of color as well. Um, I don't know if anyone else has anything better to add. Yeah, I'm just supplementing. Um, yes, uh, in the college, there's a, a larger um, um, BLGBTQ mm-hmm. uh, office. They call it BLGBTQ. Yeah, That's why we're confused. Like, um, and um, it's definitely for like the wider Harvard community. So, I mean, in that, for HDS specifically to answer your question, no, not for students of color, queer students of color, but um, I think. Uh, going into the college and with the wider Harvard University community, that's almost more enriching. Um, Wait, did you say wider or whiter? Wi- wider, <laughs> wider, like the, the larger, the larger Harvard community. <laughs> 
and also I think uh, I, I think HDS and Harvard uh, were, like it's a work in progress or there's a lot of aspirational sort of things here that I think we are um, because I think you also notice like course offerings change every year and I think now there are more and more even if it might be very gradually, but more and more spaces. And so I think, uh, for me, I find it helpful to think about it, this sort of where we are at, but also the aspirational sort of desires of the community. But um, yeah, so hopefully it helps. Also just to add, as, um, as a transgender queer staff member, I think coming to HDS, that was intentional for me too, because I it had a reputation for having such an LGBTQ presence. I'd say, um, you know, similar with other communities, like because we're such a diverse community broadly, sometimes that can feel lonely because there's so many different people that then finding your people feel can be a little challenging. Um, but I think there's a real intentional effort to try to be inclusive and yeah. Hi. Um, so I, this, this question is, has to do with the fact that I am a um, midlife, mid-career person, and um, most of you seem young to me, by, you know, visually speaking. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went to the panel, um, the previous panel about, you know, that was aimed at, at people thinking about coming to HDS as a mid-career choice. And um, I'm just curious for you as younger students, how you perceive people who are older, who are coming in with maybe families, maybe kids your age or not, or close to your age, you know, how does that integrate? How welcoming do you think HDS is to all those other aspects of people's lives? So, um I have two kids, and I, I'm a part-time student, so I was on campus less than most. Um, I do think it's harder, because people tend to just maybe connect with people their age. At the same time, um, there are a lot of older classmates, which are so engaged in the conversations. And when I wander around Rock Cafe, there's mixed generation conversations happening all the time. Um, I think it's probably gonna be more on you to like break that ice sometimes. Um, maybe because people will be intimidated, like, oh, she's probably so much smarter and wiser, which is probably true. Um, but, but I think there's very much a sense that in the same way everyone's trying to be inclusive for other identities, age two. Um. Um, I've gained a lot of mothers since I've been here. Um, <laughs> people that like check on my health, which is nice um, because they do have kids that are my age or older. Um, and so for me, my relationships with a lot of our older students um, has been really wonderful. I love having their voice in class. I think it's really important. Uh, I think sometimes we can become um, a bit of an echo chamber, and so I really deeply respect the courage it takes to be a mid-career student. Um, that's incredibly difficult, uh, and especially having children. Um, it's hard being a grad student, but adding those other layers on as well. So I have, a, I have personally a profound respect for, for those voices in the classroom, and I, I wish that there were more of them. 
Awesome. Uh, we have unfortunately run out of time, um, but I want to thank our panel very much for their contributions. Today.